Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد يؤتي الملك من يشاء وينزعه ممن يشاء بيده الخير وهو على كل شيء قدير May all the praise be to Allah the one who guided us to his deen of Islam and I witness that Allah is the only God is the only creator is the one who installs people in authority and the one who removes them away. And I witness that Muhammad may the peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, upon him and upon his descendants until the day of judgment. I witness that, that he had received the revelation from Allah and that he had conveyed the message of Islam in the best manner a man could ever do. The topic I chose today for this khutbah is driven by two things. One is one event at the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the process of the seerah, the process of his da'wah, the process of uh, bringing this mission of Islam to its final end. And the other reason or the other event is the recent crisis that took place between United States and France and China, what is called the submarine crisis. And it would be probably interesting to see why do these two things come together or how do we connect them. And in reality, if we cannot connect whatever we do in this life, the current events, what's happening with us to something that Allah Azza wa Jal gave us a guidance to, then there will be an issue. Because I do believe that Allah Azza wa Jal, when he revealed the Quran and the Sunnah, of course, to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he revealed within that framework something that will always give you a guidance. Because at the end of the day, I need a guidance that I would draw from. I need a reference. I need a frame of reference. And my only frame of reference is the Quran and the Sunnah. I don't have any other frame of reference. I don't have any other source of guidance that I can trust, that I believe in, that I know for sure that it can provide me. So that is an event in Mecca when Muhammad وسلم, was faced with all of the atrocities in Mecca where he was doing all he could to convince these people of Jahiliyyah, like Abu Jahl, like Al-Walid bin Mughira, like the others, to bring them into Islam. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he feels a grief within himself that something is not happening. Something is not happening. In, surah, in ayah number 34 in Surah Al-An'am, and by the way, Surah Al-An'am was revealed almost halfway through in the Da'wah of Mecca. It was not right at the very beginning. It was not towards the end of the Mecca era. It was somewhere in between, in the middle. Somewhere when the struggle, if you will, in Mecca was at its height. 
was it, it was at its peak. It at the time when Abu Jahl he found the guts to meet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and threaten him, threaten him physically, and that's what provoked Hamza radiyallahu anh when he came from the from his hunting. He was hunting in the desert. He came and somebody told him that look your uh, uh, nephew Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, someone called uh, uh, Abu Jahl, and he is trying to beat him up and threaten him. So Hamza immediately takes action, and afterward he became he becomes a Muslim. So that was the event. And then Allah azza wa jal tells Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, say, "Qad na'lamu, qad na'lamu, innahu la yahzunka aladhi yaqulun." We know that you may feel sad. We know your emotion. Allah says, I know exactly how you feel about all of this, what's happening. That one day, one time, Abu Jahl comes and says to someone in private, oh, this Muhammad is definitely saying the truth. But in public, no way I'm going to declare that. I cannot witness that Muhammad says the truth, that Muhammad is a real prophet. I will continue to fight this man until either I prevail or he prevails. Same thing as Muhammad وسلم, was saying. I will continue to struggle in this da'wah. I will continue to carry this until either the, my head departs my neck or I succeed. Or I the victory comes from Allah Azza wa So Allah Azza wa is telling Muhammad وسلم, and telling us in the Quran, قَدْ نَعْلَمُ إِنَّهُ لَيَحْزُنُكَ الَّذِي يَقُولُونَ So that's the, that's the condition. That's the environment. Now, within this environment, all types of powers may gang against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All types of power. Quraysh may draw some power from the uh, other powers like the Persians, the Romans, may draw power from the Jews at some point of time, and they did. May draw power from other tribes, uh, neighboring Mecca and neighboring Medina later on. So that was a fact. So the fact is that the powers, the obstacles, the things that may stop in the face of the rise of this da'wah could be enormous. Could be enormous. And here Allah brings the issue in the same surah, in the same surah, ayah number 64. And in fact here, just to, to bring some glimpses here, most of the mufassirin, they believe and they say that this surah although it's very big surah it's one of the la- one of the longest surahs in in the quran although revealed in mecca it was revealed as one unit so it was not partitioned as many of the surahs they come uh, step by step incremental so in ayah number 64 allah brings this issue eventually even if there is more than one power that may gang against you allah says Qul, Say, Ya Muhammad, as in many other surahs, says, قُلْ يَا أَيُّهَا الْكَافِرُونَ قُلْ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ Say, go and say, declare. قُلْ in the Quran means declare, bring it up. Don't make it, it's not for you only. قُلْ Tell these people that Allah Azza wa Jal, قُلْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ قَاهِرٌ is directed at the powers against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Tell them, if Abu Jahl wants to deprive you from carrying the da'wah, if there is yet more power than 
Abu Jahl and Quraysh, whoever, whoever wants to stop this da'wah, tell them that Allah Azza wa Jal Al-Qahir. Al-Qahir He is the one who is the absolute powerful. He is the one, the absolute one who can dominate. Al-Qahir means dominate. And dominate by power. Not by, by deception. Like these powers today of the world, they, they dominate by deception. They dominate by lies. They dominate by fabrication. Here Allah Azza wa Jal Al-Qahir. Al-Qahiru? He is the one who dominates. And then this Qahir in other aura, in other ayah, Qadr is able. Allah Azza wa Jal is able, who Qadr. He is Qahir in one ayah, and this is who Qadr in this particular one, to do what? That he can, he can destroy you from above. He can send some type of punishment from above like he did for other, like for the people of Lut, for the people of Ad, for the other people, he can do that. Or or from beneath. Earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, destructions that come from below. Allah Azza wa can do all of this. And the catch here, أو يلبسكم شيعة. That's where the connection to the current event. يلبسكم شيعة. Means he can disunite you, disintegrate you. So you no longer become one camp. So whatever you think, I was able to gang against you to bring all types of powers in order to fight a rising Islamic state or a rising power of Islam, if you will. Allah Azza wa Jal is able to disintegrate you, to break you into tiny little groups. أو يلبسكم شيعة ويذيق بعضكم بأس بعض. Then you will be tasting, tasting the nasty taste of power and fight and struggle among each others. And that brings me to the current crisis. Current crisis where people have always thought that, look, what's ganging against Islam and the rise of Islam and not only Taliban, although this can come into the picture, because, because you see that today all the news, the international news, Taliban must do this, Taliban must do that. They must, they must bring the constitution of the king if, if they want to be approved by our community. If they don't go along with the, the civil state and ideas of what's called the secularism, then we are going to fight them again. Uh, 20 years were not enough, we, we are ready to do even more. And all of this, there is a gang. And there was a gang against Iraq, again, almost more than 20 years ago, or 20 years, uh, uh, about 17 years ago, when they invaded Iraq in 2003. And there was another gang in 1990-1991, when they brought more than half million soldiers. It's not that because Saddam or Iraq were on the right path, but because the, the, the area, the geographic area, the geopolitics of the area, there might rise from there something that, that could amount to a real challenge to the Western civilization and to the so-called capitalist oppressive uh, civilization in the world. Something can come up. Otherwise, the whole Iraq does not deserve half million soldiers and all of this type of uh, 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 troops that, uh, that were happening then. So that's when I say the ganging of communities, international communities, it 
can be a scary thing. It can frighten. Can frighten even the, the, the rising Muslim community in, in Mecca at the time. Even for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Allah is giving, giving him the comfort. Look, no matter what happens, I, as Allah I can do many things. One of them is to disintegrate them and to make them fight one another. To struggle against one another. Isn't this what we have seen in the current crisis? Because sometimes you say, well, who's going to break this so-called NATO alliance or Western alliance, Britain, America, France, uh, Europe, Germany. Or, these are powerful nuclear nations which can destroy almost anything you can think of. Allah Azza wa says, no, I am the one who can do that. Qul, Allah is the one who is able to make all of this disintegrate, to be absolutely powerless, to be absolutely useless. And this is a promise from Allah Azza wa Jal. Although it was in Mecca, but it comes in, gen in general term. In general term. And then at the end he says, وَلَقَدْ صَرَّفْنَا لَكُمُ الْآيَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَفْقَهُونَ So that they may understand. So he gives it in this uh, term, لَعَلَّهُمْ they may. I am talking to you, Ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, say, tell these people, قُلْ هُوَ الْقَادِرُ he can give you عذاب, punishment. He can disintegrate you. He can make you struggle among each other. So you really use your own power, your own power, your own nuclear, your own money, your own wealth in order to diminish or deprive other powers from their power. And that's what we have seen. Oh, United States stole from France a $56 billion deal. United States took France out of an alliance that we are going to contain China. China yesterday, a few years ago, before the Trump era, was one of the best countries called allies because it supplies the United States with all types of materials. This is the place where they, they build the telecom systems for, the, for, for America. This is the one that helps uh, Ford and Chrysler and uh, GM to build their cars with cheap labor and cheap components. This is the country. This is a, and, and, and we have relied on them so much. Oh, today we are fighting them. Today we are fighting them. France is our ally. Oh, today there is a disintegration. And tomorrow there might be disintegration between America and Britain. And tomorrow there might be disintegration within each unit. We, we have seen the Soviet Union. Soviet Union was one of the most powerful nations which had which had subdued and dominated even Muslim countries. There were five main Muslim republics and many Muslim sub-republics within the, within the old Soviet Union. There was Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Kyrgyzstan, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, and also Azerbaijan and Chechnya and uh, Kafkaz and Bashkiria. All of these, they were, at some point of time, these were more than 30% of the total population of the Soviet Union. They were subdued. They were dominated. They were overpowered. Their Islam was even uprooted, was not allowed. You could not even, at that point of time, during the old Soviet Union, have your kids fast at schools. And if they do, you will be punished and they will be kicked out of schools. Disintegrated. Disintegrated. 
And today, Russia, the old big power, cannot even dominate not a single one of them. And time and time again, they are claiming that we may lose the ability to control countries on our border. It did happen from within. It can happen from within to any of these countries. Today, Britain is facing this disintegration with, with Ireland. And Scotland is trying to do the same. So those so-called big powers that have made it so difficult for Muslims at some point of time to rise up, and it is scary. Scary means frightening. Means you could you have to make sure that you are able to stand up to them, and it's not that easy. So Allah Azza wa Jalla is telling Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam after all of this terrain of type of ideas and thoughts and and acts that were happening in Mecca, all the uh, the overpower, overpowering the Prophet وسلم, trying to defeat him and not even allowing him to come to the vicinity of the Kaaba with all types of grief, grieving, not for not allowing him to to go out, but for these people are not accepting the message because it's it's way beyond. It's when my grief is beyond my current emotion, which I feel the pain and the suffering of the defeat. No, the Prophet وسلم, his pain was really in the fact that they are not accepting this da'wah. And that's my pain. My pain today is not that all of this world is ganging against Islam. My pain is the fact that the world is missing this guidance from Allah Azza wa The world is not living the justice of Islam. My pain is this entire world is ganging against the truth that can, can save them out of their miseries, out of their own miserable life. The discrimination, the poverty, the destructions, the dominance, the injustice that's practiced all over, over, the, all over the world for all the people. That's my pain. That's the pain of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's why we grieve. That's why I grieve. That's why you grieve. That's why our people grieve. It's not because we have about 5 million refugees from Syria evicted from their homes. That's one. But beyond that, I am grieving and I am sad because the whole environment of corruption and of oppression allowed these people to, evac to be evicted out of their homes and for someone to oppress them. That's my grief. My grief is the absence of the just system of Islam that Allah revealed in order to bring this total guidance to mankind. And the grief is that there are powers which are building and massing their mass destruction weapons, their media, their tools, their artificial intelligence, their spying, their securities, their cyberspace, all of this, they are using it in order to deprive the people of the world from the rise of a system that can bring justice to them. Because they are benefiting from this capitalistic uh, warfare, if you will. They are the ones who benefit. Who got the trillions of dollars out of COVID-19 pandemic? Who got the money? The Fed printed so many trillions of dollars. Where are they? You have seen the news. You see the reports. They are accumulated in the hands of a few. Some of the people just became trillionaires out of the miseries and the crisis of the people. That is what the world needs to get rid of. And that's what all of this power that's massing all over the world in order to show 
that yet there is a unity among the world in order to fight the rise of the new ideology and, and system of Islam. And here Allah is telling us, look, don't grieve too much. The Prophet went through the same thing. And by the time he was ready to migrate to Medina and to declare his new rising state, if you will, new rising idea in Medina, Allah disintegrated the world order at that time dominated by the Persians and the Romans. You read Surah Ar-Rum and you see that where Allah almost the same time which this surah was revealed, there was a big fight between the Romans and the Persians. Romans were defeated. And Allah says, don't worry, this war will continue and will come back and they will defeat one another. The loser is going to defeat the, the uh, victorious one. Means that there is a destruction of powers. The destruction of the two major powers. So it did happen in the past for Muhammad and Allah promised him that in Surah Al-An'am and it did happen and today when we see what we see I don't look at the events that took place in the uh, in the uh, Indian Pacific uh, oceans as is told I don't look at it from the perspective who what is going to happen uh, whether France lost or uh, America gained I look at it Oh, this is exactly what Allah is portraying to us that it's going to happen. It will happen. These people, there is nothing that unite them except the current benefit, the interest. And if that interest changes a bit, then they are willing to fight one another. And before I conclude, haven't we seen that in the first and the second world war, how much they destroyed one another? These are called allies, these are called Western, Western civilizations. It consumed more than 80 million lives over the two years, uh, two wars and in between and, and after. And that exactly what Allah Azza wa wants us to understand. Wants us to understand that on top of all these events that take place, there is yet Allah, Qul huwa Al-Qadr, tell them Allah is able. Tell them Allah is able. And we are repeating this. Allah is able to provide punishment from above, punishment from below, or to disintegrate the powers, or to make them fight one another. And then it's up to you to do whatever you have to do. Alhamdulillah, may all the praise be to Allah. May Allah Azzawajal guide us all to this Islam. And we hope and pray to Allah Azzawajal that these events and the conditions of the Ummah as well as the conditions of the people. Remember we talked time and time again. Allah Azzawajal did not send messengers for Muslims to enjoy Islam. Allah sent messengers for people of the world to live in justice. It's not, never forget this. We 
pray that Allah enable us as an ummah to deliver whatever Allah wanted us to deliver. Because he specifically also said in the Quran, I made you the best ummah. Not because you are Arabs or Pakistanis or Iranians or Hindis or uh, Turks. No, no, no. I made you a best ummah because I gave you the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I gave you Islam. I gave you the guidance and you believed in it. So you became the best ummah. Why? To deliver the people, to deliver the world from the darkness into light. So I pray to Allah to enable us to understand our mission and to carry our mission and to be able to deliver mankind from jahiliyyah into Islam, from darkness into the light. اللهم إني أسألك في هذا اليوم العظيم أن لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا سيئة إلا محوتها ولا خطيئة إلا وضعتها يا رب العالمين اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تهتك العصم اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تبدل النعم اللهم اغفر لنا الذنوب التي تجلب النقم اللهم إنا نسألك في هذا اليوم العظيم يا الله أن تمن علينا وعلى العالم أجمع بقيام دولة الخلافة الراشدة على منهاج النبوة يعز فيها أهل طاعتك ويذل فيها أهل معصيتك ويحكم فيها بكتابك وسنة نبيك وترفع فيها راية الجهاد في سبيلك إنك على كل شيء قدير إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم اللهم ارحمنا وارحم والدينا ووالد ومن له حق علينا يا رب العالمين وصل اللهم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت وسلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد وأقم الصلاة Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.